What's going on YouTube? It's your boy DJ Scandalous here. We're back with another hip hop video. For this one, we're going to break down the game and 50 Cent actually having a face-to-face -face conversation. Appearing on Everyday Struggle, the game addresses what happened when him and 50 Cent ran into each other at the club. Giving credit to Nipsey Hussle for his new outlook on certain beasts and other artists in the industry, the game talks about how it's changed his beef with 50 Cent. I could have died in my beef with 50. 50 could have died. We was really shooting that shit, explains game. Me and 50 wasn't rat beefing, we were shooting at each other. 50 would tell you the same thing. Game and 50 had a chance to reunite after 11 years of not seeing each other. I seen him at the club last summer and we chopped it up. Gave me a bottle of that shit with the king on it. I asked 50, was Angie gonna die? He told me before that shit came out. So when 50 told me Angie was gonna die, I was like, alright, this is my homie again, we good. Game recalls the night that when 50 Cent told him, Game, I don't even know what happened. Despite their beef and perhaps never recording a song together ever again, both left the mark on hip-hop forever. A mark that Game understands very well. At the end of the day, me and 50 are great at the time where we needed to be, and we service hip-hop as a whole. Jimmy Iovine used to say, we were like the Black Beatles, no disrespect to anyone else. Man, you gotta understand G-Unit, we was getting a million a show. 50 was getting half a show. Who can argue that is still plenty of money for anyone starting out their hip-hop career? We will still split 100000 for, you know, 500000 for me, Buck, 50, Yayo. So we all 23 year olds making 100000 a show. G-Unit was doing 100 shows, a tour, says Game. I'm still spending that G-Unit money. And here's a brief clip on the Game on the Struggle talk about this. So what do you guys feel about this news? Do you think it's a little bit too late for them to be hatching it out? Are you glad that they finally hashed it out and squashed the beef? For me, I always felt that the Game was kind of slighted by 50 because the game was pushing out that album with Dr. Dre. He was in the limelight more. 50 Cent is known to get jealous of other people trying to steal his star power and everything. Go back the whole way to the Ja Rule beef when Ja Rule was making all those R&B songs. Regardless of what people think on a Ja Rule beef, Ja Rule will still point out hit after hit after hit on his first three or four albums. And then 50, you know, said that he was the wannabe Tupac and he was singing like a girl. But then 50 Cent made all these songs with choruses and R&B style instrumentals and things like that and then as you know when the game got hot and then Lloyd Banks got hot with his album as well as Hunger For More 2 you started hearing more rumors that 50 Cent was kind of pissed off about it because he didn't want really anyone else shining him and the game and Lloyd Banks I think were the only two in the G-Unit roster that could even compare to 50 Cent as a mainstream top level rapper you can go listen to Lloyd Banks Hunger For More Part 1 and 2 both of those I think are classic albums the second album wasn't that great but it had a couple good songs on it. Other than that, you didn't really hear much about him besides mixtapes, but I think Lloyd Banks was the most lyrical rapper in G-Unit. It's kind of a shame that they didn't actually do like more albums together with the game as well. And the game has classic albums all over the place. His first album, the documentary with Dr. Dre. You have Jesus Peace is a classic album, I think, as well as the documentary Part 2 and 2.5, as well as the album that came out a couple years ago, 1992. But I think with 50 Game Lloyd Banks, I think they missed a golden opportunity to really make a great collaborative album. I think if 50 Cent in the game would have did like a duet type album, like you know how Tupac Snoop would go back and forth on every track and have like a couple features like Eminem on one or two songs, as well as Lloyd Banks scattered throughout the album, produced by Dr. Dre, I think it would have been an all-time classic album. Maybe they could still do it even though the style of rap is very different, but the game is constantly known for doing its throwback style beats even though everything's so trap heavy and mumble rap heavy right now he still goes back to the throwback samples and 90s style songs so it would be great even though the game is on record saying that he doesn't want to rap anymore or do an album anymore maybe you know instead of just doing a solo album 
he'll just do an album with 50 Cent. So what do you guys think? Do you think 50 Cent and the game should do an album together or Lloyd Banks in there as well? I think that would be like an ultimate dream come true and really tug at the heartstrings of all the people that grew up on 90s music as well as early 2000 hip hop. And that's what we need more of. We need more of the old school style rap. Even though we see all these little kids out here with face tattoos and singing same shit over and over again. We need more of the classic rap OGs to come out and put out some lyrical heavy, storytelling driven albums together. And if not, just get Eminem and Dr. Dre to release their unreleased stuff. I think that will be amazing. The article here reads, Rapper Badass Dies in Jail. Tributes pour in. Now if you aren't familiar with Badass, he was a member of the Dog Pound he also was featured on several Tupac songs such as Crazy, as well as the Ghetto Star remix that was rejected from ever being released, but you also got the solo version that appeared on his album without the Tupac vocals. You also have the song Only Move For The Money, which is unreleased, which featured Badass on the chorus of a Snoop Dogg and Tupac track, which was produced by Daz Dillinger. This song still hasn't been released yet, but you can find it online on YouTube. So scrolling on down, it says, West Coast rapper Badass has reportedly passed away while in a California detention center. Badass, whose real name is Jamar Antonio Stamps, was in custody at the Southwest Detention Center in Riverside, California at the time of his death. As a result of being arrested on a domestic violence charge, the West Coast MC's bail was set at $10,000 according to the records. At this stage, the cause of the 43-year-old rapper's death has yet to be revealed. In a music career spanning over 20 years, his affiliation with Snoop Dogg gave birth to a number of classics. Born in Hawaiian Garden, CA in 1975, Badass started his rapping at local parties and clubs. He was the original member of the LBC crew with Lil C Style and Technique. Although the LBC crew signed with Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style Records in 1997, their debut album had shelves in 2014 titled Haven't You Heard. Which is kind of crazy because you would think right after Tupac and Biggie died, there would be an influx of talent which we've seen with DMX and Ja Rule and Eminem. So that would have been a great time for people like Corrupt and Lil C Style and badass get their shine on in the west coast so it's kind of crazy that they never really got their own album until around 2011. aside from his affiliation with snoop dogg and dog pound badass released four studio albums his debut album word on streets featured the outlaws and lady of rage this peaked at 32 on the top r&b and hip-hop albums chart in addition badass collaborated with late tupac shakur ice cube warren g busy bone and corrupt a feature on Tupac's iconic Machiavelli album, Badass will get the chance to collaborate with Tupac on a song entitled Crazy for the Machiavelli album. In what appears to be Badass' last interview, he spoke with the Art of Dialogue on his experiences working with Tupac. Badass also revealed that he was around Canon Studios around the time that Tupac was recording the All Eyes On Me album. Speaking on the song Crazy, Badass said, Crazy was dope. Crazy was like, I feel like it was meant to happen, you know what I'm saying? Like something that the universe put together. You know, some people will call it God. Just perfect timing, you know what I'm saying? Right place, right time. And that's kind of crazy too because Badass wasn't even supposed to be featured on the Machiavelli album. It just so happened that the Outlaws were taking so long writing their verses that Tupac said, basically Badass, you know, if he wants on, you know, he has to have a verse ready, he can get on. So Badass already had his verse ready before the Outlaws and that's why he featured on the track. I think it was a perfect collaboration and gave a change of pace from just having the Outlaws all over the Machiavelli album on songs like Just Like Daddy and Bomb First. So, you know, having a different rapper on that album, it just really made it stand out a lot better. Now, I could definitely see like Qaddafi on Crazy, but Badass held it down. So now we got tributes here on social media for Badass. We got Snoop Dogg here. He says, damn, rest in peace to my young DPT, LLG, LBC crew, original Badass gone too soon. Young Noble posted a picture of Badass himself and E.D. Don on Instagram along with the touch and caption. Caption read, rest in paradise to our good brother Badass and condolences to his family, the Dog Pound, 
and everyone who loved him. Super solid dude, he'll be greatly missed. Another Instagram post by Daz Dillinger shared a screenshot of Badass's prison record with the caption, No justice, no peace, recipes badass. Also, Outlaw Napoleon posted about how all the members affiliated with the Dog Pound, Badass was the closest to the Outlaws, therefore bonding with them the most. Be sure to check out a lot of the, you know, DPG Snoop Dogg Badass tracks you can find on YouTube. Alright guys, so that's it for today's hip-hop news. It's just crazy that all these people associated with Tupac aren't around anymore. You know, you have Gaddafi, you have Fatal, you have Frank Alexander the Bodyguard, you have G-Money that appeared on the original Do For Love, and the Young Niggas song, Amigas World, Johnny J, Nate Dogg. Keon Evans, who produced for the Tupac Clips Now album, Big Psych, which was on All Eyes of Me, as well as other Thug Life era tracks. And you can't forget Big Stretch from Live Squad, as well as Prince Idol Joe that appeared on Hit Em Up, also Lisa Left Eye Lopes from TLC. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. You can just keep going down the list of all the people that have passed away that were associated with Tupac's legacy, his music, and his life. Alright guys, so drop your comments below about how you feel about this article. I guess we just gotta wait a couple more days to see what the circumstances around his death were. Like I said, he was incarcerated for domestic violence, so it's really hard to tell what really happened. Alright, so we're on Insider.com, and the title reads, What appears to be a newly leaked Eminem verse includes a line about beating a bitch, Rihanna like Chris Brown. Alright, so scrolling down here, you got a newly leaked snip from what appears to be an old Eminem track that features a line about Chris Brown after he assaulted Rihanna in 2009. Now, if you guys don't know this story, this all stems from a rumor way back in 2008-2009 that Rihanna gave Chris Brown a STD because she was cheating on him. A Reddit user posted a 7-second clip titled Eminem Things Get Worse Rihanna Desk of what seems to be an unreleased version of what would become B.O.B.'s 2011 track Things Get Worse. In this snippet, Eminem can be heard saying, between voiceovers meant to prevent copyright infringement, of course I side with Chris Brown, I beat a bitch down too. Since the song was illegally obtained, Insider can't link to it, but it's still up on the Eminem subreddit as Monday. According to comments on Genius, Things Get Worse was recorded over a cast-off track Eminem wrote for 2008 album Relapse, which was released months after Chris Brown was charged with a felony assault. Brown was accused of leaving visible injuries on Rihanna, his girlfriend at the time, resulting in Rihanna needing medical treatment at the hospital. He later pleaded guilty as part of the plea deal. Rihanna and Eminem, whose real name is Marshall Mathers, have since then worked together since 2009 on multiple songs, Love the Way You Lie and The Monster in 2010 and 2013. Eminem's career has been full of controversies stemming from his depictions on violence against women. Things Get Worse contains multiple references to female celebrities, including Dakota Fanning, as well as Angelina Jolie, Jessica Simpson, Carmen Electra, Natasha Bedingfield, and Eminem's mother. So what do you guys think about this news? I think, for the most part, it's kind of crazy that all these Eminem song leaks are leaking out. You just had another 2007 King Mathers song leak out, maybe a week ago. You also had the Eminem and Joyner Lucas song, What If I Was Gay, a clip of that leak out, as well as the full version which that is kind of crazy that they even made a song in that context. But if you listen to that Eminem verse on there, it is kind of uplifting and inspiring the way he twisted the context and the overall theme of that song into a positive outlook on this situation. But you know, everyone's going to be critical of it because Eminem's past history with dissing women and having domestic assault and themes of that context in his records way back throughout his career. So I'm not really condoning anything that Eminem has said, but I do think Eminem is one of the few rappers that raps out of character more often than not. So what you hear a lot of in the songs 
It's not really how he truly feels, but sometimes it's just a character. Like Slim Shady is just a character and people don't really distinguish that between him and Marshall Mathers. And that's what I think made Eminem such an elite rapper and one of the greatest rappers of all time because he was able to take stories and transform words any way he wanted to because it's just a story. It's just him rhyming certain words together and then it had to be based on real life. So do I feel like Eminem feels a certain way against women and homosexuality and stuff like that? I think so. I think we all have our personal opinions on things like that. But like I said, more often than not, I think he's just building a song. He's just rapping to make things rhyme and make it sound good. It doesn't necessarily mean that's how he views everything. So we just got to keep that in mind. As for everything leaking, Eminem needs to hurry up and start releasing King Mathers' 2007-2008 album, as well as Relapse 2, and he should bundle all his Relapse unreleased tracks onto like another album and start releasing it because what's the point of having all these songs leaked on the internet? You can't really have an official release with the songs and CDQ and everything. Who cares what people are going to say? And I think most fans would actually look forward to actual a unreleased album from a different time period of Eminem instead of a new album. And if you can't do that, just release it as a mixtape. So you get it all out there. Everyone can hear all the music and everything and all the lyrics. So if there's anything disparaging in it, it's already released. It's already out. So you won't have all these massive leaks that, you know, put Eminem in a bad light. He already released it. But hopefully one day we get the King Mathers album and the Relapse too. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, he was depressed in 2007. And he had a weird accent on Relapse. But, you know, I like the Relapse one album. And I liked the stuff that he was working on in 2007, 2008. Like the Apple song and the Goat song. Alright guys, so drop your comments below what you think about this situation. And whether or not Eminem should just release all this shit. So he won't be talked about and trashed all over the internet. This is DJ Scanlon signing out. Peace out.